Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang with you. Let's take a look at headlines investors will be paying attention to today. I'm not sure if paying attention is the right word to use, Ryan, because uh, I'm a bit confused. Uh, yesterday we had you know, sharp sell-off. And then overnight, uh, a little bit tricky in the session and then everything worked out well. So we are picking up green leads or positive leads off Wall Street. How do you read the situation? I think it's a case of paying attention. Too much attention to the data (laughs) that comes in and the headlines. So investors just reacting to what's coming out and maybe perhaps a bit too much. And now you are seeing that reverse so to recap, we had the, I guess, consumer price inflation data that kind of rattled markets because it was hotter than expected. And then we had the worst sell-off in nearly two years. And then in the latest session, overnight, we saw markets starting to recover, yeah. starting to take it in their stride. And also the latest producer price index numbers were not sure. as bad as expected. A bit so benign in that sense. In the sense, it was comforting, not a shock. And I think they were happy that there was no more good or bad news. So that kind of helped the comeback for US stocks overnight. Okay. If we are paying too much attention to the details, then maybe we can take leads from some of the expert investors. I mean, are they saying anything? Yeah. So here's where you have Kathy Wood. She, okay. of course, is... Quite well known for ARK Investment yeah, ETFs. Yeah. So she is a big technology bull. So tech mm. and high growth names are in many of her ETFs. And she has been buying on the dips. So with a lot of conviction going by some of the observers, she has slowed down her buying in recent weeks and months because okay. of the slump in tech stocks. But it seems like she is starting to pick them up with more conviction. So the latest buy came through yesterday. She bought 27 stocks across her eight ETFs. Right. The largest buy was Roku, the video streaming company. So this is already the third biggest holding in her firm. So this is worth watching because it kind of shows... Someone who is quite bullish about the sector is now starting to come back in in a stronger fashion. Mm. Okay, anyone else? Okay, Ray Dalio is ah, another rich guy who... I'm a big fan of his. A lot of people are fans <laughs> of him. Yeah, yeah. And he's someone who has a strong following. And when he says, no, the economy is not going to do well, people will sit up and take notice. Mm. And that is what he's saying. It is going to be a more gloomier outlook. He says, with rates starting to rise, he's actually painting... A picture where rates are going to be higher than what most people would be expecting. So he's saying rates will rise to between 45 and 6%. Right now, going by what market consensus forecast is pointing to, is just around 4.4%. Mm. And this is from the current range of 225 and 2.5%. So if you take things into context, he is expecting rates to really rise big time. And when he says if it does materialize, it will then lead to a nearly... 20% plunge in the stock market. I'm not surprised. I've been following Ray Dalio since uh, COVID started and some of his uh, so-called predictions. So yeah, no, no surprise on the, the gloomy tone. So we'll see who's going to be right. Kathy Wood or Ray Dalio? Who's going to be right? Yeah, what else are you observing here? All right, so on the radar as well is a bit of a meeting happening between, I'm not sure if we can call them good friends, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping. Yeah, I guess they are, right? Uh, Mutual respect type friends? I don't know. They did promise themselves a no 
limits friendship. Not right. too long ago. That's why they call it no limits friendship in the sense that they would cooperate in almost any area. Okay. But of course, things have been rather tricky with the Ukraine war and mm-hmm. we've seen how China has held back on I guess sending military help. Yeah, and but they whatnot. have their own COVID problems, their right? Their own problems. Yeah. So a lot has been happening, and today they will get a chance to have some time for hard to hard talk because they will <laughs> be meeting iron, iron out the details, in eh? Uzbekistan. <laughs> so this is where you've got a conference going on, and they will be meeting on the sidelines. And I think the headlines coming out of that uh, meeting will be worth watching. What of partnerships or cooperations could we see? Um, most observers are expecting no military aid from mm. China mm. because it's not likely that China will want to run counter to the global sanctions happening on Russia. So this is something that will be on the radar for investors. Alright, uh, let's quickly get through this because uh, we are running out of a bit of time this morning, unfortunately. Uh, it is a piece on the front page of the Business Times and it's got to do with the Chuan Park on-block sale. People are not happy with the valuation in that sense. It's a case, I think, of seller's remorse. You've heard about mm. buyer's remorse. So here's what's happened. They sold the condo on block for $890 million in yeah. July. Yeah. And then it's now resurfaced that they are not happy because they feel some facts were kept from them from uh, by the CSC, the Collective Sale Committee, as well as the marketing agent ERA. So let me try to sum it up for you. One of the big key facts was the site's plot ratio. So it was sold or built as 2.1 under the URA Master Plan 2019. But they had a letter from the URA in 2017 which shows the plot ratio was 2.4. So just to sum it up, it just means they undersold it for a cheaper price when they could have fetched more theoretically. So that's what they are trying to point out. Also, a point of contention is how some of the other methods are points of contention. For example, how the money was split up between different units. Uh, the matter of apportionment is what it's called. Okay. So it's right now being um, dominated primarily by valuation rather than on strata area and share value. So some of the bigger units actually got less money from some of the smaller units mm. based on valuations. That's, that's a point of contention. And the other point of contention is the irregularities in terms of getting owner's consent. So apparently there are three different reserve prices being floated from $938 million to as low as $860 million. So it's a huge range and when apparently the collective sale agreement was being signed for consent, they did not state what the reserve price was. So this uh, kind of um, is really up for debate right now and I think it's going to be one to watch. Hey, if you want to read all about it, it is on the front page of the Business Times this morning. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.